0: Thank you. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Between Two Pods. My name is Slade, and today I'm joined by Chris of a Novel Console. Chris, how are we doing today? I'm doing pretty good, Slade. How are you doing today? I I am excellent. Let me tell you, I'm really excited to be talking to somebody further south than I am. I'm joined by like Florida man, right? Uh,
1: <laughs> well, it was in by Florida, Florida man.
0: man.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, uh, we we moved to Georgia, so unfortunately, oh, that, you're next door. Uh, then
0: we're neighbors now
1: right the uh, the uh, florida man spirit stayed at the border so gotcha.
0: fortunately gotcha yeah. Yeah. chris would you like to tell us about uh y'all's show and where everybody can find you with whatever social media platform we're using today yeah so uh i'm the main host of an awful console is a podcast that i do
1: with my wife where we talk books games food and Whatever else catches our attention. So sometimes we will go on a 20 minute rant at the beginning of the episode talking about how the people from 90 Day Fiancé are committing the worst, you know, uh, decisions of their lives that they will never recover from. Um, Or sometimes we'll just talk about a music CD that came out and we're excited about or just about games and movies and stuff that we've been, you know, experiencing. Um, But you can find us on every single streaming platform. Uh, You can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Pandora, which people forget Pandora has Podcast Audible. I didn't know
0: Pandora had a podcast. You just taught
1: me something. I had no idea. (laughs) <laughs> so w- w- when we started, um, Buzzsprout actually like submits your podcast to every streaming platform, and Pandora took like a year to accept us. <laughs>
0: oh,
1: so, man. yeah, no, so we're everywhere, and I, and uh, for socials themselves, we're mostly on on Twitter. It's just me posting stupid shit the entire time. Uh, my wife handles the Instagram and Facebook, but she doesn't really post much ex- except for the the weekly episode. Mandatory plug. Other than that, <laughs> yeah, just a novel console on Twitter.
0: <laughs> Fair. Awesome, awesome. Hope everybody gives their show a listen, and uh, I hope you're ready. I've got a few questions for you. I say a few. I checked earlier. It's about sixteen. So okay, all right. Uh, but we're works. gonna we're gonna start this off because if I'm not mistaken, from y'all's recent episode, y'all been doing this about four years now. Three. Three. Okay. So three. I th- three. I thought you said yeah. four. Okay, then I am wrong. I, I might have said
1: four because I sometimes say wrong stuff a lot
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's fine so i was gonna ask how
1: did your podcast start so originally um my wife had a couple of co-workers that uh i became good friends with and we were at a pizza place one day and talking about uh christopher nolan's uh dark knight trilogy Mm -hmm. and We all had a different opinion. You know, I thought it was awful. One of them thinks it's amazing. The other one is meh on it. So, like, oh, this would be a great podcast. Let's just do that. And uh, it never got off the ground. And I got all the equipment and everything so we could start recording. And my wife has a pretty sizable follower count on Instagram. Okay. I was like, why don't we record and market it towards your followers on Instagram? And she's like, okay, let's do it. And none of her followers listen to us. So (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so basically we decided for me to start telling her uh, about the crazy shit that happens in games. And I wanted her to tell me about the crazy shit that happens in books. Cause sometimes the stuff that happens in the books that she reads, it's way crazier, and way above and over the top, much more so than what video games can offer, (laughs) you know? And I just like hearing about it because she gets so passionate about it. And and I just think it's the funniest, craziest stuff in the world. And, you know, it's entertaining for me.
0: But That's part of the fun of books is that, you know, the your imagination will do better than, you know, anything that some graphic designer can do. And it's just because your imagination can run wild and the concept you come up with in your head, I don't know if you could ever really translate it as well. You know, the limitations of what they can do can never make up for what your imagination can.
1: Exactly, yeah, and, and sometimes she, she just puts like such details onto what she's explaining, I'm like, how do people come up with this shit, and, and sometimes I don't know if it's like, what's on the book, or if it's her just <laughs> telling me what she thinks it is, um, but I, I just have a grand old time, every time it's one of the episodes where she's telling me about a book, and it's just that, those are like, my favorite episodes.
0: <laughs> awesome, awesome. So, one of the things, I guess we got there, but what, what made y'all choose podcasting, of all things? I guess it was really just having that conversation and thinking, oh, this would be good. Just sit down with some microphones. Because, uh, uh, you, you know, know, some people uh, go straight for the YouTube or straight to streaming, but why pick podcast? Right. So that, that's a good question. Um, I, I,
1: I was part of a podcast a oh, long, long, long time ago. Um, and it was fun. I, I thought that that was a very fun format. Um, but I didn't do any of the editing or any. I didn't have anything other than just sit down and talk for that show. Right. So I, I did try to do some YouTube way back when. And video editing is not for me. <laughs> um, if it's not get it all in one take and then just paste it together and shape it out, then it's not going to happen for me. Um, and streaming, it just takes a lot to be a streamer. You know, you, It's a lot of work on and off the stream. Yes. So people that do stream, yeah, kudos to you guys because it's not easy. Uh, yeah. So podcasting just felt like the next best thing. You know, Just sit down, talk, and then I can take care of it post on my own time.
0: Yeah, I, I quite prefer podcasting to streaming because streaming always seems so stressful when you're mm-hmm. sitting there by yourself and it's like... I just have to have a conversation where I can't actually hear any of you.
1: Right. And, and you got to like look off to the side to see what they're saying. And if they're going a thousand miles per hour, you're not going to catch it. Right. It, 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 and then I have dabbled a little bit on, on Let's Plays and I do want to get back to doing more of them, but it's just the having to constantly talk to yourself. That's so hard for right. me. So, you know, I, I think I'm going to stick to podcasting because it's <laughs> fun. And when it stops being fun, I'll just
0: stop. <laughs> There you go, easy peasy. Now, mm-hmm. one of the things, again, on here. So we've gone through why you do podcasts, but if you'd like to take a moment, do you have a favorite indie podcaster you'd like to give a little shout out to? Oh, dude, um, I'm gonna make you choose. I'm gonna make you choose favorites. Is what's gonna happen. Favorites. <laughs> oh God, dude, that's not nice. Um,
1: so there, there's a few. I really, really like um, Pixel Project with rick because rick is fantastic he's he's so eloquent he's smart he brings out stuff in games that i wouldn't have thought to think about like when he did his final fantasy 6 series right that was just fantastic it also helps that he had chris copeland with him helping him with with that series um i love uh tales of the backlog with dave jackson you know he does a very thorough in-depth review of games uh, I love Aaron and Tommy because they're just complete chaos. Superpod <laughs> saga. Um, A- Aaron has the deepest well of video games that nobody has ever heard of. <laughs> it's great. And uh, we're still not sure if Tommy's real or not. Um, I don't think he is. No, no, I, I, I think, <laughs> no, I don't think Tommy's real. <laughs> it's just the voice
0: Aaron puts on. That's all it really is. Right.
1: <laughs> um, unlockables love Eric and and how well he creates those essays for for Kingdom Hearts and everything Tatsuya Namora uh, the main quest Keith has the ability to make me nostalgic for games that I've never played right I did not play Sega growing up and somehow with his new Sega series I am nostalgic for all these damn games <laughs> um, pretty much anybody in the community you know you have Bill and and uh, Thrack with the 3do uh, podcast yes. uh, Bill and his sister Alex. With uh, gaming and collecting, um, you know, it, it's such, we have such a large community of amazing people. Um, outside of that community, I really like Codex uh, Video Game History. Yeah. Um, they cover mostly video game history, you know, companies, video games, series, all that stuff. And uh, there's also one done by Wise Drums uh, called Explicit Materia, where he brings in musicians and other people. Uh, that do content creating, and he just interviews them, and it, it's just a great fun time. Right. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's a lot, man. It, it's a lot. So many good shows oh, to listen to.
0: That's I, I always like to put a little pressure on people sometimes. Don't worry, I won't do that again. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. It's cool, man. <laughs> we'll see. Um, so is there anything that you want to cover, but you just haven't like found a good way to work it in or a good timing or opportunity to do it? Like, is there any topic, any game? Is there anything like that? I feel like there is, but off the top of my head,
1: I can't really pick. Because at the beginning of the year, I made a list of all the games that I want to cover. And from that list, I've only covered like probably four, and the list is like 50 <laughs> games long. <laughs> But I also want a guest to be on the on the thing. And a lot of the games are, are very boring me games. They're not games that everybody's going to be like, oh, shit, I want to jump into that. <laughs> I right. want to play that. Um, let, let, let me see if I can uh, find a list. I don't think I'm going to be able to find a list. Ever,
0: that's OK. Hey, but... take your time. If you if you want to do that, we can always roll back to it if one pops into your head. Uh, let, or if you want to take your time and look, that's OK, too. man. Hey, it's your episode. Well, thank you, thank <laughs> you. Um let let me see.
1: Uh here we go. And I know I had this person I was talking to them the other day. Uh this one? Okay, yeah. Yeah. So so the list is like the Atelier Risa games, uh, Mega Man Zero Collection, Tales of the Abyss, Sandra and Stella Estella Glow. Uh, Metroid Fusion, Metroid Zero Mission, Fire Emblem, this Gaia, Shantae, and people are like, we don't like any of those games. (laughs) (laughs) Like, cool, I guess I'll I'll never play them. (laughs) But no, um, right now what I'm I'm big into, and I've only just managed to get one episode, I have a couple more uh, scheduled out throughout the year. Okay. is uh, this series called loading memories that i'm doing which okay. basically i have a guest come on and uh we just talk about their memories from when they were kids playing video games and how video games helped shape them into who they are now um i had eric guest from unlockables on it and it it was fantastic it was such a fun episode right to record and listening back on it i had a great time listening to it i don't know about the listeners but you know um it's for me to have fun not for
0: anybody else (laughs) going um Mm -hmm. if you don't don't mind me rolling off that what is what's your first like video game memory like what what comes to mind (laughs) um so
1: i remember being around three years old and playing sonic 2 at
0: daycare (laughs) (laughs) it's very specific Yes. (laughs)
1: Yes. <laughs> very,
0: very specific. Right. Other than that, yeah.
1: First of all, how
0: awesome was your daycare that you got to play Sonic, right? So it was <laughs> it was like this this lady,
1: right? Uh, th- this old lady. And her kids must have been teenagers. And one of them had like a Super Nintendo, Sega, pretty much every console that had come out up to that point. And sometimes we just bring out the Sega and just plug it onto the TV right. and have all the kids it, you know it's like eight or nine kids uh just taking turns you know playing sonic it was it was either that or watching uh the batman movie with the joker and the penguin in it right and i was horrified of that movie so i'd rather play sonic there you go
0: very very cool now yeah. on this what's your uh favorite thing about podcasting
1: honestly as cheesy as it's gonna be just spending time with my wife just talking to her and and seeing what she's been reading lately and having her tell me the crazy shit that happens <laughs> in books because because we we've been together for six years and i don't think we've ever had a moment where we've had a rough patch where we don't talk or don't like each other or whatever right Uh But like when we're together, we're doing our own things separate. So we might be both in the couch. She's reading a book. I'm playing a game. We're not talking to each other. But then when we record, she gets how it's like,
0: oh, this happened in the book and this happened and this happened. (laughs) So it's like a like an outlet for y'all. It's still bonding time. But this is when you I guess you would say you come back together right 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 and i
1: i make the joke a lot that we don't talk throughout the entire week until sunday for an hour when we record the podcast <laughs> and that's it other than that no more talking
0: <laughs> don't want to ruin that content right you don't have mics on right the whole time yeah. Right. <laughs> it's
1: like sometimes sometimes like we're getting ready for work or something or or we're like making dinner or sitting down or whatever and she tells me like this insane story. I'm like, I wish you would have said that for the
0: podcast is that, I <laughs> would have been amazing for the show. <laughs> would have been much better. Do you have any uh I don't actually have this listed, but I have a it's a good question though for you. How do you how do you balance the podcasting like don't how do I word this? Cuz this is off the cuff, but like your relationship how do you balance it with not only content creation but taking the time to you know make sure you play a game if you're having a guest or just being familiar with what you're going to talk about so basically
1: i, I i'm just gonna walk you through like an afternoon in the novel console household okay. we both get from work um if i'm working from home by the time she walks in dinner's almost ready um so we eat together. We maybe watch an episode of Chopped or Frasier or whatever's on the TV. Uh, we talk for a little bit, uh, decide what we're gonna do for the night. You know, if she wants to hang out and I play video games on the couch, or if I have something important going on where I'm playing something online with uh, somebody for the podcast, or or if I have to get through a game, then we just go our separate ways. And uh, you know, I'll pop in to the room where she's sat see how she's doing she'll pop into the room to my room see how i'm doing right stuff like that so it's not like we are like i don't want you to do this you have to stay here spend time with me or you have you have no no choice on the matter (laughs) um it's like we're we're very understanding sometimes she tells us like i really have to finish this book because i have a deadline from a publisher that needs me to publish this review on instagram right like do whatever you need to do. Like, I, I, I don't care. As long as you're here whenever I need you, it, it's fine. Okay.
0: So, so, so I, I, I'm i sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say, it's nice little advice for the listeners and everything.
1: Right? Right? It's like, yeah, w- we, we do what we want to do, but we also give each other space. And like yesterday, she said, I just want to spend the entire day with you. I'm like, cool. Let's spend the entire day together. So, I didn't play anything. We just
0: hung out all day and did absolutely nothing together. And it was amazing. Oh, it's fantastic. It's just it's awesome to hear. On the flip side of this, now that mm-hmm. I'm going to go back to my question sheet, not ask you something that popped <laughs> in my head. What do you what do you think the hardest part of podcasting is? Wow, uh, getting listeners. <laughs> getting <laughs> listeners. The yeah. First time I've had that uh, that answer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We, uh, it's it was really hard at first when we started. Like, I started finding like a bunch of different communities to plug the show in, and it worked individually per episode. You know, we got like crazy lessons per episode, but then I was doing a whole lot of work and it wasn't fun, I didn't like it at all, right? So I was like, I am not going to do this. If people want to come and listen, then cool. If they want to email us, cool. If they want to be, you know, like start a community, then cool. But if they don't, I I don't need this. This is for me to have fun with my wife, right? Right. So right now we're at a point where we don't have a crazy ton of listeners, but the people that listen are loyal. And somehow some of those people decided to support us on Patreon, which is amazing you know we don't have to pay for the hosting site because our listeners pay enough so that we can use that to pay for the hosting i mean that's pretty much if i if i were to say it, i made it i made it in podcasting
0: because that's my goal right that's-
1: to have enough enough people to pay for the hosting so we can
0: keep doing this <laughs> exactly that that's how i felt about streaming like when you get the first check in the mail and everything i was like oh my god i've made it i got paid to play video games that's awesome and- and ever ever since then, I, I call myself a professional gamer, and I hold that over my friends. Whenever they tell me their dumb video game opinions, I would say, well, did you get paid to play video games? Not a professional then, are you? <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that's freaking great, dude. <laughs> it's, a, it, it's a great attitude and a good uh, argument shut down. <laughs> right, right.
1: <laughs> but that's awesome. So, so you managed to get an affiliate on Twitch?
0: Yes. Nice. Yeah, so I did. I did a Twitch affiliate for a while, but I was spending so much time between here and my actual like day job, I just got very burnt out very quickly. Uh, Oh no, I can't imagine, dude. Yeah, and I've talked about before the way Twitch pays out. Not, I don't know if the ruling has changed since I had it. So it used to be like uh, somebody bought a sub for you know four ninety nine or whatever. So let's say five bucks, I got half, Twitch got half, and then you got like a certain percentage of the ads that ran so it wasn't very much but you got a percentage of it and then the bits you got like i think it was also like a 50 50 split at the time i see i see hey i mean
1: it's something if it it ends up being enough to get a brand new game then
0: you know (laughs) yeah oh that's the other they only pay you for every hundred dollars that you earn oh really yeah so that you know they won't send you one for like five bucks you know it's every hundred dollars that you've made in uh profit so if, if you don't make 100 bucks this
1: month, you better hope you make it next month. Next month. Yeah. Damn.
0: Yeah. That's, that's... rough. No no wonder <laughs> streamers are like <laughs> stressed out about it. Right. Yeah. Right? I, I get it. I get it. I 100% get it. Uh, that is insane. So, Roland, while we're kind of I guess on the subject a bit, uh what do you think's wrong currently with AAA game development?
1: Uh, dude the same thing that's wrong with everything else people that want fucking money running shit like, uh, like the Bobby Kotick's Bobby of the world are what's wrong with AAA development they, they want to run everything like if it was a business instead of you know giving out a, a product that works like Larian Studios did with uh, Baldur's Gate 3 you know like there's all these other companies being salty about oh now people are going to expect for the games to be complete and working and everything and you're like yeah <laughs> that's that's right, what yeah. we want <laughs> is that an unrealistic expectation i thought <laughs> i mean like right like uh, um like with starfield uh, uh, microsoft was like you're not releasing this game until it's done <laughs> and they're like but we don't know how to do that <laughs> That's and like what somehow they... it
0: works yeah, well, Breath of, the, well not Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom, you know, it was done last year and they released it this year because they took a year to polish it. That, fine. Right. Yeah, there's too many games coming out anyway. Why don't you all take a, you know, a polish year and get it to work? Right, right. And, and this year has been
1: insane from start to, and, and it's going to keep going insane until late December. Absolutely. Like, this week we have two games coming out. We have Disgaea 7 and Assassin's Creed. And last week we had... Uh, Uh, what it called the Dragon Quest game and uh, the Fate Remnant Samurai game. There's there's two at least two games coming out every week.
0: And that doesn't even include like all the little indie pop ups that show up on Twitch.io and everything. You know, I I replayed some for a little nostalgia kick a while back and I had my Xbox 360 here on my desk and I it was. Mm -hmm. You ever heard of Turning Point, Fall of Liberty? heard of it so it's a shooter where it's the inverse where like the nazis invade america okay not a great game by any means but i found it like in a flea market for three dollars bought it and i was like oh i remember this put it in my 360 and the game just launched and i'm like what do you mean i just put a disc in and it plays i don't have to download an update there's a no patch what do you what do you mean what do you mean i'm ready to play
1: <laughs> that
0: yeah <laughs>
1: see and that's another thing like may, maybe have like the day one patch already <laughs> in the disc so that there's no download for the day one patch. Right, right. Because you you put in a game and you have to install like 68 gigabytes of data and then download a patch that's like 100 gigabytes more.
0: Right. Right. That's why I'm so big into digital media, you know, not buying games physically, because mainly they don't put the game on the disc anyhow. You know, it's just like a little launch code or whatever, but you have to download the patches anyway. Why not just go ahead and install the whole thing and and just be done with it? Right, right. Like, I, I did,
1: I'm a huge Cyberpunk 2077 fan. Like, I played that game last year because the patrons were like, we want you to have a horrible time here, Cyberpunk. And I love the game. <laughs> Unironically, I love Cyberpunk. And I bought it for the Xbox because I found it at Walmart for 20 bucks, And I, inst- I put it in. And I was like... Just wait a couple of minutes for it to install, so I can play it. No, had to wait six hours for the oh, whole no. 2.0 uh, install uh. to come down, so that I could play it. And I, I still haven't played it because I'm pretty sure I turned it off before it even finished downloading. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, I'd, I'd say that's the other failing at AAA right now is just the install size and games. Games are too damn—they're too damn big and they're too damn long. And that's right. Yeah
1: and uh, th- there's this thing that I-, I read somewhere I don't remember, remember where it was but um, there's games like Warzone that are artificially bloated yep. so that when you put them on your hard drive basically that's the only thing you have space for yep. so basically that's the only thing you're forced to play so that you can spend all of your money on it Yeah. that's, that's fucking gross again Activision
0: and Bo- Bobby Kotick being a fucking piece of shit that's, that's all it is let's let's bring it back around to something positive yeah who's your dream guest to have on oh boy uh, and it doesn't have to be an indie podcast or anything i mean just genuinely you could have anyone on and that's they don't have to be alive currently or anything like that who's your dream guest charles Martinet. charles Martinet yeah yeah i i have been
1: dreaming of meeting that guy for so long um when my wife and i started dating she went to uh this convention in atlanta called dragon con yes and she said oh i was walking down a corridor and i just heard some guy making mario noises and when i looked and turned around there was charles Martinet. And i was like what <laughs> like charles Martinet walked by you <laughs> like what the fuck <laughs> and and then there was a convention in orlando where he was going i was like yes we're gonna go we're gonna go we didn't go so I didn't get a chance to meet him. And this year we went to Dragon Con. I was like, hopefully Charles Martinet is there. He gets to run past me and scream Mario noises. And he was in another convention
0: in some other no. state. So No, it's yeah. a bummer.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I I just wanna like Go up to him and be like, "Hey, please just record the intro to a novel console, please."
0: <laughs> here's here's my little road mic that's plugged into my you know my phone. You just put this on, and say, right? <laughs>
1: don't you don't even have to do it as Mario. Just just say some words. <laughs> oh, it, it would be so great! I would just ask him so many questions about Miyamoto and the process of Mario and how he feels about not being Mario anymore. All that because makes me he,
0: curious about the direction of Mario when they're retiring the voice,
1: right? Right, because they're, they're the new game that's coming out, uh, has new voice actors for for the cast, and I, I don't know how to feel about that. It, it just he's still young, he still can, he can still do it. <laughs> like, why replace him?
0: Yeah, um. On the piggyback of this question, if you could pick any two people to co-host the podcast with you, and that's like regular uh, co-hosts, who are you picking? Regular co-hosts, okay.
1: Um, I, I would love to have Aaron uh, from Superpod as a permanent co-host because we somehow managed to work off of each other's jokes. The, fir- the few times that we've recorded together... it it has felt very good to you know make jokes like that and right the other one would have to be eric guess because he understands my my thinking and i understand the way he thinks too so i feel like it would flow very well between the three of us just making stupid jokes the entire time and never getting to the point (laughs) it would be a very very fun series of podcasts Be excellent excellent
0: now for your show you know, not mm-hmm. this hypothetical one that was just created with Charles Martin and everybody else. But if we were going to show off an episode of your podcast, what's an episode you want our listeners to go to? Ha. Huh. Okay. Um, I
1: really like uh, a class on Tears of the Kingdom because I shit on the game for no. the entire episode and end up giving it a very good score because even though I I hated a lot about the game, the game is still amazing, and it's worth the 90 hours I put into it.
0: I can always Uh, take criticism when it's not personal, you know, when somebody's, like, you can just tell they're doing it to, like, (laughs) like, from all, you know, an objective standpoint, is much different. Right. So... Go ahead. So for uh, for the
1: episode, like, I, I... i am giving my opinions you know like i hated this about the game and this about the game and this about the game but i recognize that this is still a great game even though it pissed me off a lot <laughs> it's still an amazing game right um, usually i'm able to do that where, where i'm able to see how a game so why i hate a game has nothing to do with what a game is you know right 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 so so like one of them is the last of us i hate everything about the first last of us i yep but i can
0: see why people love it i can't and, no <laughs> <laughs> see and i'm a professional gamer and somewhere i know live from uh, between two gamers sir. She's setting stuff on fire. Just mad at me. But. <laughs> so okay, t- tell me, what, Why do you hate Last of Us? I just, I just don't think it's. Maybe I just didn't get attached to anybody because I kind of thought they were all assholes in a way. But I, I, just couldn't get attached to any of the characters. Really, uh, it, it was also a buggy mess for when I played it. You played the PS3 version. Yeah. Oh,
1: Which okay, that okay. that could
0: also be a, like there was I forgot what level it is. It's about halfway through the game. But I was trying to sneak up on a clicker and I'd walk mm-hmm. through a door and then I would just get warped a hundred feet away to this clicker and it would instant kill me. What the and, hell? And I got locked out of like playing the game for a while and then I had it just wasn't a fun time. I'd like go back a couple saves. Oh, and, no. Yeah. Yeah. You so that I'll was the it. that was the other reason I have such a negative negative I I think the story's okay. Like it's it's not the best thing, you know, in the world. But see, my, my, my thing about the story is that it's nothing that we haven't seen before. I think that's what it is. Right. It's like it, it, it's fine, but that's it. You know, it's, it's fine. Right. Like we, we saw the story a year before with The Walking Dead
1: and it was done better. Right. And I, I just I, I find Ellie to be so unbearable. Her. Yes. Her, she feels like she's Juno from that Diablo Cody movie, <laughs> Juno with Michael Sarah. Yes, <laughs> she she's just awful, fucking awful. And then Joel is
0: is not great, like he can't human either. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I just don't. I don't know. There's, it's one of those things like uh, potentials there. Like when mm-hmm. you look at a David Cage game, like a uh, Detroit Become Human like you can see the potential there but if the you know the writers were better at writing it would have been really deep and interesting right
1: right and now contrary to that i love the second last of us i think the second one is amazing but it's also because all of these characters get what they deserve and yeah the characters are better and the story is a little bit more entertaining and the the place can, I a whole can, lot better i
0: but. can kind of get the whole like seeing it both sides part of that story but at some point it's just like i don't want to call it torture porn but it feels like <laughs> it goes too far you know what i mean do you get what yeah. i mean about that yeah. Yeah. yeah it goes yeah. a little too far
1: right right man I, you know as i've been podcasting I have met more and more people that don't like <laughs> The Last of Us, and that it makes me feel validated. The other person that I met recently was
0: Will from uh, Friday Night Gamecast. Yes, doesn't like it. Good, <laughs> no. like, Good. we got to we got to rise up against these Last of Us people. All right, right. We got to <laughs> rise up stand. against them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is awesome. Um, So, uh, Going back to your question, yeah, that that Zelda game uh, episode, I think it's pretty good. Um, I really, really liked uh, an episode where my wife tells me about this book called um, A A Psalm for the Broken. Let let, let me look it up.
0: Don't get that wrong now. You'll be in trouble.
1: Right. Uh, So (laughs) Tears of the Kingdom, uh, A Psalm for the Wild Built. Okay. so it's a book about a person who's a tea monk so it's a monk that goes through different cities uh, making tea for people and okay. in those travels they meet a robot um, right and the story is about the monk and the robot becoming friends and understanding each other and okay. she she goes into like the end of the book uh, like she spoils the ending Um, and the ending was good for us because she my wife managed to realize a couple of things afterwards and I realized a couple of things and you know it really resonated with our listeners what the ending was like and it just turned into this whole discussion on, on our discord and I feel like that was one of the best episodes that we've put out um See what number it is again. Uh, it is episode 148, a class on a psalm for the wild built. Awesome. So, yeah, that is a very, very good episode. Um, other than that, it's just us being stupid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, that's fair enough. Um, so we know what episode you'd like our listeners to go and check out, but mm-hmm. to you, what is your best podcast moment? Like I a gosh. moment that you, that you look back on? that
1: I look back on. Um, So I I look back on a lot uh, on one of our earlier episodes. I think it was like episode 44 or something where we had Adam Blank from Remember the Game on the podcast. Um, We just talked Zelda the entire episode, but I hadn't learned that you had to switch audio on Zoom. Um, So you can hear me the entire time and my wife, you can hear her very far away. So... While it's a great episode, you can barely hear my wife, and that—that uh, that is one of my proudest moments. Um, let me see, it is episode forty-four, the Legend of Zelda discussion.
0: <laughs> oh, that is awesome. That is oh, yeah. awesome. It's so, so much fun. It kind of feels this is maybe a hard one for you to answer in a way because it seems like y'all cover a lot of things, like your recent trip to Boston. Oh yeah. Um, which, by the way, uh, I completely forgot Death Clock existed. And uh, oh, so, so, so thank, you, thank you for that. I was driving to my girlfriend's house the other day, and I, I pulled up in uh, in the jeep with that flaring, and she's just like, what the <laughs> fuck "Are you listening?" To,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Um, in, in case you didn't know, that the whole series and the first movie are all on HBO Max. Oh, really? So, yeah. Okay. And oh, and the that's the, awesome. the first movie is fantastic. It's a mu- musical. But it's a death metal musical. It's <laughs> incredible. It's the whole so sh- The whole show is really good.
0: genius when you think about oh, it. Oh, yeah. It is. Yeah. Um, but if you were going to podcast about something completely unrelated to what you do now, what what would you want to talk about? So not video games, not books. What, what would you want to talk about? So uh, I, I actually kind of started it, but it never went Ooh. anywhere because we both
1: uh, kind of like just... Didn't do it, Um, but I there's a pilot episode for a podcast about the paranormal and uh, UFOs and shit that I did with uh, my buddy Danny Krenter from the Big DK Energy podcast. Okay, Um, we we talked about uh, you know because we wanted to talk about like folklore, uh, being uh, beings, the cryptids, uh, UFOs, paranormal stuff, and all that and the first episode was kind of like an introduction in our experiences with paranormal stuff right it was a very good episode and we were like yeah let's do this weekly and we're like every week we're not when are we recording
0: and we never go anywhere with it so (laughs) it's the podcast at our hearts then is what that is
1: oh yeah yeah like (laughs) the thing is like we've done a bunch of research like we have like documents already made for episodes good to go we just have to sit down and record it and we just haven't (laughs) it's
0: really funny actually
1: oh yeah that's awful
0: (laughs) (laughs) um so as we keep going on this and obviously I mean I can see a stack of games in the uh, background which no one else can but what to you what is a game that not enough people talk about or even know about um Honestly, again, Cyberpunk
1: 2077, um, I dude, I don't know how, how to explain it, but that game just resonated with me on such a deep level because it, it, when it came out, it was a buggy mess, right? It, it was right. unplayable. Um, when I started, it, it was the day before the PlayStation 5 update came out. So okay. I literally saw a little bit of how bad it was, and then I just jumped into the game being actually playable. And the stories and, like, how people are in Night City and how corporations have taken over the whole planet, basically, and made it a wasteland. Except for, like, this f- small little havens filled with corruption and evil and death and all that shit. Um, it, and, and then your character dealing with the fact that they are going to die at the end of the game. Right. And... Johnny Silverhand being played by Keanu Reeves the entire time going from I hate you I can't wait to take over your body to I wish I could sacrifice myself for you. It it's just such a great game and like there's very there's some moments that are very emotional that are done incredibly well. It it's such an amazing game and i always say that it's the best open world game of all time and people usually are like are you fucking Ooh. with me
0: <laughs> Ooh, you can get a lot of debate out of that
1: oh yeah like i, I recorded an episode with aaron and tommy and, I- and they asked me that and i said cyberpunk 2077 and they-, they both stopped and both went at the same time are
0: you fucking with me <laughs> 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 I, I hear I hear good things like you know post patch and whatnot. It's I don't know my still favorite uh, mm-hmm. one is uh, it's like Fallout Four or oh, right now so good little little uh, peek behind our curtain for you at least. Uh, we're gonna do an episode on Fallout Three. Nice. And the okay. only thing I told the guys I said just go play ten hours of it. I don't care what you do. Just let me know what you did for those ten hours. Just let me know your adventure. So right. on my notebook here, I just have each hour broken out about what happened. Uh, I died at one point because a car blew up next to me, and I just wrote, got heated. And <laughs> that, that'll be there in the episode. Dude,
1: speaking of, of Fallout 3, um, I got that game when it came out for Christmas uh, on the 360, and I played one day straight for 13 hours. I woke up like at noon. Started playing at 1 p.m. and stopped at like 1.30 a.m. Because the Xbox froze and wouldn't play anymore.
0: Oh, you overheated it?
1: Yeah. Um, if not, I would have kept playing. And uh, I had to wrap up the Xbox in wet towels, put it in front of my AC unit for it to cool down. Because it would not read or play anything. Oh, I had to leave that's... it like that
0: for like three days for it oh, to work. Oh, that's
1: awful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: it's, it's <laughs> been a lot of fun. It's been a good little nostalgia trip, honestly, to go back to Call of right. recently.
1: I, I, I'm sure. Like I, I wish it was more readily available to play, well, you know, in, in modern consoles other than on Xbox. But
0: about, it is on Game Pass, and that's you know, it's hard to beat that right now.
1: Right? Are, are you a PlayStation it, it the, or an
0: Xbox guy? That's the question. I
1: like PlayStation more because of the controller. <laughs> I thought we were gonna be friends here. I thought we were gonna be friends. Okay. Okay. So, so this, this might make you feel better. Okay. I like the PlayStation D-pad layout better. Um, okay. It f- works well for me for fighting games and for 2D games. Right. I like using the D-pad, okay. but for shooters, I like the Xbox controller layout better.
0: I think it's fine. I swap. I mean, here on my desk right now is. And I swap, I swap <laughs> back and forth between my Series S and my PS5 here. And I, 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 here's the thing I hate about the PS5 controller: mm-hmm. the battery life is the first one. If I was sitting on the right. couch and I had to have a 20 foot, you know, USB-C extension cable, that would drive me nuts because it dies in two minutes. I'm exaggerating, right. obviously, but it it does die real quick. Yeah, yeah. The the touchpad get get rid of it. I don't want it it's put unnecessary bat- put a put a battery there you know what i mean right, right. yeah <laughs> just fill the void <laughs> with battery uh, i don't know what game ingrained this into my head maybe you can help me out here but so what i would consider the options button is now the right. share button so whenever mm-hmm. i want to go look at a map and uh, we're also reviewing red dead redemption 2 this year and I want to look at the map in default. Somewhere in my brain says that's the options button, so I click it. But no, it's the share button. I'm it like, no, I don't, a want to take a, I don't want to take a screenshot. I just, I would like to look at the map, please. Right. <laughs> I don't know what game ingrained that into me, but some game did. Oh, I know, I, I know. I, I probably know. Uh, Symphony of the Night probably did that to you. Oh yes, that could that could be. Fun. There's so many games where it is the. It's a perfect yeah. button to be a map button. Right.
1: Right? And, and, like, I get angry when it's not. Like, yeah. you, you press the, the, the select button or the options button or whatever it's called, and it doesn't bring up a map. Like,
0: where the fuck is the map button? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't care. I don't want to take a screenshot right now. I'm being shot in the head. I I, I would like to know where the runoff to, please. <laughs> right, right. But, no,
1: I, I get that. I think the that sensor bar is the stupidest thing they could have added to it. Like, the games that use it are... It it feels like a gimmick and a lot like an assessment. Right, right. It can go away. The the
0: motion six axis shit, that can go away too. I don't care for that. No, I because like if I'm playing this thing, if I'm sitting here in my office chair, you know, I'm sat up and I'm paying attention, but if I'm on the couch in my living room, I could be sitting upside down for all you know. And then I gotta right. figure out which way was up with the controller, you know, and I have to get off of whatever slump I've fallen into. Right. And and uh, the at least I like the haptic trigger feedback and, uh, and the 3D vibration. I really like that. I, yeah. Like in Demon Souls on the PS5. Like I haven't uh, played it yet. So that was the first time I really noticed that a enemy threw a firebomb past my mm-hmm. head. And I felt it vibrate from one side of the controller to another. And I was like, that's really awesome. And then he killed me. I got distracted <laughs> by this really cool feature. That is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, no, and Final Fantasy, uh, sixteen. I, I really like how it felt. You know, with the movements and the fights and everything. Like, you could feel right. everything that you did. That felt great. Um, but there, there's just so many things, like so many small things that are unnecessary. That you could just get rid of. And, yeah, yeah,
0: you could. And it'd be a great controller. Battery life. We got to work on this. Yeah. Right. I, I was playing Resident
1: Evil Four Remake, the the DLC for Ada, right. and it had like that little slit that it has between the controller and the sensor bar yeah, uh, lit up green and my wife was like why is your controller green <laughs> like what are you talking about and i look like oh it is green
0: <laughs> i mean it's cool if it's wanting to show your health or whatever like when you get hit i guess but don't, don't right. distract me from the tv because that's how you break immersion and games are if nothing but supposed to be immersive right right and,
1: and like I, I don't know I mean I, I get that it serves a purpose but I'm not looking at my controller when I play I, I, right. my controller is out of sight the entire time when I'm playing
0: exactly. like
1: be it over my head or below between my legs or somewhere it's not in my line of
0: sight ever <laughs> well I have two more questions for you alright All right. to you what is one album you can listen to forward and back without skipping a single song
1: uh, uh, okay so there's no, going to be never,
0: weird. now remember you can't hit the skip button for anything so if they for have anything, like a little yeah. if they have like a little interlude track that's 30 seconds and you skip over it that whole album's disqualified right so there there's
1: definitely one uh POD's playable on Payable on Death okay. album um it is from 2003 it fo- it followed up satellite um, i right. think satellite is a pretty good album but this one it just every single song song vibe with me. And like thing is it, it's POD a Christian rock band. Right. I'm not a Christian, but somehow this album is just great uh, because it does uh, it's California rock. It kind of goes into like, you know, cholo culture a little bit, um, it has like native American stuff in right. it. and, and uh, uh, Jamaican uh, reggae songs, and I hate reggae, and somehow the reggae songs in this are good. Uh, the entire album, from start to finish, is fantastic to me. And uh, other than that, Death Album 3 is also another one that I do
0: not skip any song on. It's <laughs> oh, awesome. That is awesome. And are you ready for the last one? Yes. What's three things you're taking with you to a deserted island? Oh boy, uh, Steam Deck. Steam Deck.
1: Love the Steam Deck, uh, the Nintendo Switch, and a portable uh, power generator so that I can keep charging the <laughs> consoles.
0: <laughs> no, it's a magic outlet. It'll it'll charge everything. It's a magic outlet. Okay, okay.
1: Yeah. Um, my, the place, yeah. the PS Five. Yeah, PS Five. Okay, the PS Five because I I have i have about uh, almost 600 games on the playstation Woo. so and most of them are digital <laughs> so right. and i have a seven terabyte sd yeah
0: I'm about to say we'll, we'll to give it. you a
1: magic hard drive as well that has <laughs> all your games on it right so so yeah so like i i have i have way more games to play there than i would if i took the xbox even with game pass so um, and that would be the perfect opportunity to play all those games because I don't think I'll ever be able to play all of them. And no, no, you won't.
0: That's you know that's what uh, it's part of what made me buy a Series S mm-hmm. is Game Pass. I literally just refer to it as my Game Pass machine. Right. I'm that, not here that's to buy. I'm not here to actually buy anything. It's just I,
1: I I bought a Series S originally and I had it just for that. But then I started seeing like all these other games and I was like, I really want to play this, but. I can only play it physical, so I had to buy a Series X.
0: Yeah. Well, I hate to tell you, we're out of questions. Oh, man. Now, here's the fun part of Between Two Pods where it gets flipped. Do you have anything you'd like to ask me? Yes, um, actually. So what is your favorite game of all time? It kind of flips around. I always go back to Half-Life 2. Okay. It's it's an old... uh, Have you played Half-Life before? So I, I played Half-Life
1: 2. I think I got past Ravenholm. I got to the part where you're on the water boat. Yes. And I got really, really motion sick, and I couldn't play oh, it anymore. Man.
0: So Half-Life 2, and then I, I always kind of categorize things by, like, you know, PC, console, that kind of thing. Like, you right. know, if you ask me, favorite console game, it would you pick a Legend of Zelda game, I'm happy to go play it, except for Skyward Sword. That's the only one we uh, push away into a corner now and then like for vr it would be uh, half-life alex i don't think any vr game is more immersive or fun than it i i heard an episode from uh
1: get played where heather talked about half-life alex and she said i just spent an hour just with a marker drawing on a dry erase
0: board (laughs) because you can do that (laughs) yeah so it came out like right when the pandemic started Mm-hmm. So I partially believe Valve did it. That's a joke, by the way. You know, make people stay at home and play Half-Life Alex. But, but uh, yeah, the, you could literally just take a marker and they had a whiteboard. And I saw a thing about back then, like college professors teaching their class and they were doing math and everything on the whiteboard, <laughs> and just streaming that, which is too big of a flex on your students, first of all. But that is awesome, though. But it made like so you know one of the most mundane things in a video game is like uh, like looking through boxes, right? right but it made it fun because you would take the the vr controller that they came out with It like let's you use all your fingers so when you're that's over the, there the, like the, the steam index, index? Yeah. yeah okay but when you're over there ripping through boxes with you know by your hands and you know looking for stuff like that it's so much fun when that you're actually awesome. like when you're actually like reloading like you would reload a pistol that's fun when you're over there flicking the shotgun to eject the shells that's fun man it, sometimes I think I should buy a, a VR headset and sometimes I'm like I would throw up everywhere but oh, it yeah. would be worth it oh, it's, it's so much fun it's so immersive and uh, there's one level in Half-Life Alex called uh, Jeff simple mm-hmm. title but it takes a very Resident evil-y approach so it's an enemy that's monstrously huge and you can't hurt him in any way the thing is though is that he's blind so he can only hear oh okay and you're having to sneak around past him in a old vodka factory like a vodka bottling like factory so there's glass bottles everywhere you know if you move over too much you're gonna bump it and knock over a shelf or whatever and to distract him, you literally grab a bottle and throw it that is awesome yeah and the thing is though is that it picks up there's a microphone built into the headset So it's also listening to you. So if you freak out, he's just going to come barreling towards. (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. It's it's, it's really cool. It's really, really cool.
1: See, I, I've, I've always felt left out because I've never been able to get into the Half-Life series. And one, it's because I don't have where to play it. And two, because the second one made me really motion sick but I managed to get the first one running on Steam Deck, and yeah. I think I might, you know, go go through it, because they had the the Steam Essentials pack that's like
0: yes. 150 bucks. they brought it down to like 4 <laughs> So Yeah, the, <laughs> I, I tell people, if you've never played like all of Valve's back catalog, that's the best way to get it. But I would tell you to play, um, instead of the first Half-Life game, mm-hmm. if you play Black Mesa, which is the remake of it, I think it's included in that pack, don't quote me on that, but some people like completely remade it from the ground up with uh like you know modern graphics and sensibilities kind of thing and it's it's just so much better and the th- it's a one-for-one remake like you won't be missing out on anything
1: huh okay i think I th- i'm gonna look once we're done here and, and see if i can get that installed because yeah. i that that's that's like a massive blind spot. like i know more or less some of the stuff that happens because, you know... Oh, it's memes. Gamers, yeah. Yeah. Right? Um, Yeah. The the other one that I kind of have a huge blind spot on is uh, Left 4 Dead, but that's more of a multiplayer uh, co-op.
0: Yeah, so you you can play it solo. You know, it's obviously more fun with friends when it's four of you trying to survive. The really interesting thing... Valve, when they make games, they always have some kind of neat technology they're pushing forward. So, uh, half, or not Half-Life, but Left 4 Dead has what's called the AI Director. So, if y'all are doing too good, and it seems like it's too easy, it'll, like, up the amount of zombies or, like, up the amount of special infected that try to make it harder on you. If y'all are doing really bad, it'll tone down the difficulty. It's a very neat thing running in the background. Hmm.
1: I I had heard about that, well, read about it when the second one was coming out, and I thought yeah. that it was, like, a person was playing as the director. <laughs> oh,
0: no, no. It's just, like, it's just the how, program they
1: wrote. <laughs> like, how horrible would that be? To have somebody just sending non-stop zombies at you? <laughs>
0: you get your one friend who's an asshole, like, in that hole. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, you ate the last Hot Pocket. Get fucked. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah, no. I have so- some other questions. Like, see... I, I don't want to ask you too many questions because I I want to invite you to be on the loading mem a loading memories episode. Okay. Because, um, I, I, like I said, like I I love doing it with uh, with Eric and I kind of did the same thing with Rick when we recorded an episode on To the Moon. We just ended up talking about video games for an hour twenty, and we talked about To the Moon for twenty minutes.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so it yeah. Sounds so like I, a- Mm -hmm. I was about to say, it sounds like a regular episode of the Game Club podcast where it's it's like an hour (laughs) long, but somewhere in there is a game review, somewhere in the middle of it.
1: (laughs) So, so yeah, um, but yeah, no, um, this has been great. It's been very fun. Um, I, I, I never thought that I would get interviewed
0: (laughs) or nominated (laughs) to be interviewed. Um, This was a lot of fun. It's fun. I think it was Rick that put that said you need to get them on because every time i'm awake hey if you think of somebody just let me know and i'll reach out to them on twitter or, you know discord or wherever i can figure out how to bother them enough to get them to come <laughs> on oh yeah no no definitely
1: um yeah no last week was was rough we were still recovering from boston but this week we're we're good to go
0: <laughs> ah good good and i i hope y'all have fun recording but i guess if we're wrapping up would you like to tell everybody one more time where they can find you and about your podcast
1: Yes, so you can find us on every single streaming platform uh, under A Novel Console. That's A Novel Console. Um, on social media, same thing everywhere. Email is the same thing, A Novel Console at gmail.com. Um, you can contact us, listen to us, uh, send us suggestions, join our Discord, which there's a pinned tweet on uh, our Twitter. And uh, that—that's—that's pretty much it. Um, We we have a large variety of episodes that cover a bunch of games and and stuff and food. uh, Super important (laughs) food.
0: I'm about to Um, say the half the Boston conversation being about places to eat. Just like I want to go to Boston anyway at some point, but I was like, man, they're selling me on it. Chicken cutlet sandwich. I'm I'm. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I've been dreaming about those chicken cutlet sandwiches ever since we left.
1: <laughs> I found some breadcrumbs and, and chicken and eggs and stuff to make cutlets here. And I told my wife, like, I want to make some cutlets. She's like, no, you're not. <laughs> We're on a diet.
0: <laughs> so, oh, she's ruining the fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. Won't let me fry chicken at home. <laughs>
0: Well, Chris, thank you again so much for coming to hang out. I had a lot of fun with this, and uh, I hope everybody enjoyed it and checks out a novel console. Thank you. Thank you. It was was great. Great to be on. Thank you. And we will see y'all in the next episode.